friends, we got a student question about Agile, iteration-based Agile versus flow-based Agile. Well, this is talked about quite a lot in the Agile Practice Guide by the PMI, page 24. It reads, in an Agile environment, the team expects requirements to change. The iterative and incremental approaches provide feedback to better plan the next part of the project. However, in Agile projects, incremental delivery uncovers hidden or misunderstood requirements. The next few images I'm going to show you illustrate possible ways to achieve incremental delivery so that the project aligns with customer needs and can be adapted as necessary. So let's take a look at the very first image here. Here is the first image of iteration-based agile. Now, what you need to remember in iteration-based agile is that work is done in iterations. The team works in iterations. These iterations, you might hear them being referred to as sprints in the world of Scrum, but they're really time boxes of equal duration to deliver completed features. As the project proceeds, the team will be working on the most important features as prioritized by whoever is responsible. In the world of Scrum, it would be, of course, a product owner. And they work as a team to finish whatever is prioritized, whatever the value is, we work on those high value items. We prioritize based on a number of other factors, not just value, but we end up completing each iteration and delivering value to the customer. The team may decide to work on a few features at a time. The team does not address all of the work for the iteration at once. That is, it does not address all of the requirements followed by all of the analysis and so on, no. So even though we have lingo from the software development lifecycle world, we're not saying all of these follow each other in strict rotation. Instead, what this is meant to convey is the fact that the work done in each iteration while delivering value does it in a time box of equal value iteration by iteration. In this image, the width of each box is the same. And that is to illustrate that the time is the same. What you can do in iteration one is the same box of time in iteration two, three, four, and five. And that is pretty much how iteration-based agile works. Work is done based on a time box. Now, in the second image on that same page, in the Agile Practice Guide, we can talk about flow-based Agile. The page I'm referring to is page 24. Now, you see similar items from the software development lifecycle world, right? These are worked on, but in a different way. In flow-based Agile, the team pulls features from the backlog based on its capacity to start the work as opposed to the iteration schedule. So if the team still has work on the board within the WIP limits, the work in process limits, that work will need to be done before you can pull in additional content to work on. And what this image is showing you is that these boxes of time are different. The time it takes to complete a feature 
is not the same for each feature. This is based on flow and how fast or how expedient you can go to deliver what is within that feature set. So the team defines its workflow with columns on a task board. This is very common in the world of Kanban and it manages the work in progress for each column. Each feature may take a different amount of time to finish. Teams keep work in progress sizes small to better identify issues early and reduce rework should changes be required. Without iterations to define planning and review points, the team and business stakeholders determine the most appropriate schedule for planning, product reviews, and retrospectives. Agile life cycles are those that fulfill the principles of the Agile Manifesto. In particular, customer satisfaction increases with early and continuous delivery of valuable products. So while these are different, it will be inaccurate to say one is better than the other. Teams differ and work differs, and it really depends on what is worked upon. Now, from the lens of the iteration-based Agile, reading from Mike Cohn's Succeeding with Agile book, he writes, it was later I discovered the benefits of fixed sprint length. Teams benefit from a regular cadence. Sprint planning becomes easier. Release planning becomes easier. Now, on the flip side, in the world of Kanban, there is an advantage to working in flows. There is an advantage to working in flows. And a lot of teams, they gravitate towards working in this way rather than the other because the work is even the more unpredictable. It cannot be put conveniently into a rigid time box. And that is why some teams prefer to do this. Let's read a little excerpt from the book Kanban by David J. Anderson. Speaking about the irregularity of flow, sometimes he writes, irregular flow of work can be caused by both external and internal sources of variability. Every single item pulled through a Kanban system will be different, different in nature to some degree and different in size, complexity, risk profile, and effort required. The natural randomness of this will cause ebbs and surges in flow. Flow, get it? A Kanban system naturally copes with this as long as the WIP limits are enforced, the working progress limits. However, greater variability from other sources such as work item size, demand patterns, type mix, class of service mix, and external sources require suitable buffering to absorb the ebbs and surges in flow through the system. Additional buffers may be required. You see, some of the luxury that you have with the Kanban system provide differences in how variability is tackled than in a system such as Scrum where you have iteration-based agile. The ebbs and flows can be dealt with in some other ways, but when you talk about Kanban, in my mind, it is more manageable for high variability types of flows and work. So my friends, over the past number of minutes, we've been talking about iteration-based agile versus flow-based agile. Different companies find different systems and approaches. 
that's been most suitable for their work. But for your PMP exam, highly recommend read page 23, read page 24. And uh, by the time you get done reading these pages, you'll be extremely glad you did. You'll be a lot more clued in and a lot more informed. I know some folks may have read the Scrum Guide without reading the Agile Practice Guide, but you should, before you exam, actually read both because the kind of questions that you get could vary. You could get flow-based questions, you could get iteration-based questions, and for that reason, you do need to know your flow-based Agile and your iteration-based Agile fairly well. It's come to my attention from a lot of students, including those who have passed the exam. Uh, in 2021, the exam is heavily agile, heavily agile. For that purpose, I wanna encourage you to go on down to our site. If you've not been to agile training, uh, we have a very solid component of agile training on both our project management masterclass and in our agile uh, principles course. Just go to praision.com, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. Take a look at the offerings we have. I wish you all the best on your exam. Speak to you soon.